Welcome to Hellcast, the only show that is about to talk some serious shit about a current metal event. I am Reaper. I am Eddie. So it has been brought to my attention by a few people that, well, just by I assessed by talking to these people that uh, people aren't well aware that all the music that we play on Hellcast is linked on our website to where you can purchase said song or item or band or find out more information if it's a little more obscure or not available at Hell's Headbangers. Our sponsor, you could do that at hellcast.hellsheadbangers.com. Check out that playlist because we're on many different avenues these days. You know, we're always chatting it up on Facebook. We're always wanting to hear your opinions to anything we have talked about past and present. I really don't. <laughs> uh, you can email me at hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. And you can email me. This one's for you, Jesse. <laughs> Eddie Satan at hellsheadbangers.com. Eddie with an IE. How do you spell that? Because if it's for Jesse, he probably doesn't know. I, how to I spell. know. <laughs> we accused him of not being able to spell, so it was a pretty funny email he sent. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, and I got to think about it, Jesse. I don't know what the highlights of my collection are. I think the whole fucking thing's a highlight. But uh, it's e d d i e Satan at hellsheadbangers dot com. All one word. And how about that? And speaking of Jesse, he had pointed out that we probably have a lot more younger listeners than i would think so i encourage you if you consider yourself to be young to write because i'm curious how many youngsters are finding their ways of metal by listening to hellcast define young i wonder what you mean did he give an age group so he didn't ask that oh, shit like, to me uh, Jesse 17 prick. i think or something. oh that young oh yeah 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 i could be those dudes dads well there you go or chicks because i'm so, sure there's a lot of girls out there that are 17 listening to this not at all no thankfully <laughs> get arrested or something for but eddie satan i think there is definitely some monetary value for your head in the satanic community because you my friend are not my friend (laughs) and you're not fucking satanic and i for one am very insulted by that and you know who else is insulted by that i don't know this freaking Thai bitch looking dude that killed the dude from surrender of divinity but did i ever say i was satanic I don't know, I don't but I would did. imagine that, again, <laughs> like we talked about before, people really take themselves seriously, right? especially in the black metal community. I'm sure people have seen this headline, but I'm going to read it for those who have not, and that is, for most sites, they're saying, Fan murders black metal singer for allegedly being a false Satanist. Another one here, singer of black metal band stabbed to death by fan... For tarnishing Staten. Exactly. So there we go. So Thai black metal band Surrender of Divinity, vocalist, 36-year-old Samang, and I'm not going to try his last name, was murdered on Wednesday, January 8th, according to the Bangkok Post. The murderer is believed to be a fan named Prakarn, something or other, <laughs> who uh, Samang's widow uh, who I'm not going to say her name because I can't pronounce that either. There's going to be a lot of mispronunciations here. Uh, says that uh, Prakarn came to their house on that Wednesday night to have some silks or some shirts silk screen and to have a drink while she went stepped away to put their child to bed. 
uh, and she came back into the living room, she found her husband lying on the floor dead in a pool of his own blood. And Prakarn, the uh, alleged perpetrator, gone. I gotta, I gotta interrupt you there. I'm sorry. This almost sounds fishy. The wife leaves, puts the kids to bed. Mm-hmm. The guy gets stabbed. How did she not hear the the ruckus? Number and, one and number two, she happens and he doesn't kill her. Come on. Before we move along to our speculations and our discussion for the fact, uh, then the uh, quote unquote perpetrator Prakarn. Uh, he has he had made a statement, a long statement, but in summary, one of the most important sentences or paragraphs is. I have intended to end my life since I was 25, because I'll die eventually. I want to drag down those who tarnish Satanism with me, but I refrained from killing women and children. In my view, I have more respect for devoted Buddhists, Christians, and Muslims than those who call themselves Satanists, i.e. Eddie Satan, without knowing anything about it. Especially the people that fucking say that they are Satan, i.e. Eddie Satan once You're more. You're such a dick. Did I ever say I was a Satanist? Number one, I don't give a fine fuck. That's Number what two. he wrote, dude. I'm just reading He didn't say I Eddie Satan, you fucking prick. <laughs> if I did not You're kill... You're going to get sued for slander by a fucking murderer, then I'm going <laughs> to... fucking douchebag's going to show up at my door and fucking shoot him in the head. If I did not kill him, I'm sure he would be murdered by someone else later. I Eddie Satan. God, you're such a fucking dick. <laughs> Above all else, Satan is not a toy or Eddie. <laughs> do not call yourself a Satanist if you do not believe in Satan. <laughs> you're a fucking dick. There you go. With it. it's a, I answer your where was why wouldn't the mother hear it and shit? Why wouldn't he murder her? Right. I and I saw that, but still, it's it's kind of it's kind of stupid. It's not very smart on his behalf <laughs> to get away with and what murder. What a dick, you know? Hey, come over and have a drink and get some t-shirts. Well, now I'm going to stab you. Well, that's the thing, and and that's the ironic thing. It's like he's he says something like uh, who call themselves Satanists without knowing anything about it. it it's well, just that's asinine. the thing, and I'm glad you went there. Why? Yeah, what a dick! Come over and have some beers, and that's why he murdered him when he was drinking. Because as I pre- preface this whole story, I said some bitch in Thailand murdered the guy from Serenity Divinity, and I wasn't trying to insult. I think he really. Dude, look at that picture. He looks like a bitch. But furthermore, look at this other picture. <laughs> He's in his grandma's car. He's got a fucking baby blue shirt on, and he, he just looks like a bitch. I would propose that the guy from Serenity Divinity would have to have been wasted Probably. in order to. I, he might have even given him a guy. Mickey or something. You know, <laughs> slipped up in his drink. Who knows? <laughs> he had to have done something. I can't imagine that that dude would be. I mean, unless he knows some kick-ass martial arts. Well, that or something. could be the thing too. Who the fuck knows? I highly doubt it. But I think also the thing of it is this fan murders black metal thing. Realistically, it sounds like from what I've read, that he's not a fan at all, or wasn't a fan. He is more so just some poser. They had his uh, Facebook page up there, and you could go to the dude's page, you could see how much of a bitch he is, and you could see what he liked. And uh, there was a past posting of him playing All That Remains and their song, What If I Was Nothing. And maybe he really felt that way, like, what if I was nothing? Like, if Satan just really spoke to me, I could be a hero if I went out and murdered those false Satanists. And I would imagine that uh, someone would definitely want to murder themselves after being a fan of this All That Remains <laughs> That's song. That's actually kind of funny. I'm touched. As they hold hands in the beginning. 
About Satanism. Those guys look pretty satanic. Well, I guess it's because they don't say they are is why it's okay. Is that right? Yeah, maybe that's when he was... Well, I'll go ahead and tell you. I'm not satanic. <laughs> not really anything. Sure. Are you an All That Remains fan? Oh, I love them. Oh, here we that's go. so heavy. You know what's going to suck is if somebody actually tunes into Hellcast one time and they just skip through and they happen to get onto that and they go, this is what these guys play and they never listen again. (laughs) (laughs) You got that dude into that and I got to say, you're right. Something's fishy. Something's fishy. (laughs) And it's, I mean, for that, for that guy that got murdered to invite him to his house, that's a pretty cool fucking dude. Now he's dead. That sucks. So all you fans out there, I'm never going to invite you to my house now (laughs) because of this guy. I'm surprised that there's uh, pictures of that still up online, but the guys, the ones uh, I found were blurred out by now. Really? Yeah. I don't want to see that shit either. It's fucking, they're still up online and I think it's kind of a, an insult and just uh, degrading to the, the guy that's murdered and yeah, his family. And his family. You know, yeah, it's surrendered divinity. But yeah, I would imagine that he would have been doing the murder and really <laughs> playing all these facts on the line. So uh, it's, that really, really sucks now having to hear that, you know, just this, this jackass w- perpetrated that murder and being of the stature that he is, listening to the bitch music that he does and being the bitch that he is. So yeah, it's kind of a chicken shit thing. Once more again, though, I equate all this. Remember, we've talked about the murders because of metal. Yeah. Well, now, is all that remains going to get a bunch of fucking shit? Probably not, because, well, one, it wasn't. Did you hear it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For one, but one, it wasn't, you know, big news. It was just some guy that posted it that went to his page before it was taken down. But it, it, again, you know, he's doing it in the name of Satan. You, you know what's funny is it's like, all right, I kind of get it because it's like, you know, I've been disappointed by bands, like, after meeting them. Mm-hmm. Um, like Megadeth, you know, and back when I was a kid and I met Dave Mustaine for the first time and I was like, what a dick, but fuck, I now as an adult, I'm like, oh, he's all jacked up on heroin, still makes him a dick, but all right, but <laughs> didn't want to fucking murder him, you know, or, or, you know, anyone else I met that was, I was like, oh, that guy was kind of a dick. Yeah, I don't think it had anything to do with his music, though, it was the whole Satanism part yeah, and the, guess, the fact yeah. that it's black metal and that they're dealing with Satan, a quote-unquote Satanist is calling them out which you know hey i'm all for calling someone out i don't know if you need to go and fucking, fucking stab murder him. him right yeah and murder him i think he murdered the wrong guy really i mean he should have gone after all that remains <laughs> <laughs> or just himself you know who knows? yeah yeah well, that's fucking doorknob on the planet <laughs> oh dude i'll tell you but now he's probably coming down here and he's gonna get you know reefer and stuff which is great because i would love to shoot him in the face <laughs> <laughs> i know exactly if he does know some crazy kung fu that's why I'm, you know, could quote Bill Burr. You know, I have a shotgun. You know ready. what's going to happen tonight? I'm going to be like laying in bed. My fucking house alarm is going to go off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it's going to be like a squirrel or something. And I'm going to blow the shit out of like my fucking downstairs and probably hit like four guitars and be fucking pissed. <laughs> One of the things that really perturbs me, though, too, of this quote unquote Satanist, what is his name? Prakarn? 
I, whatever. Yeah. Are satanic people even violent people? I mean, I, I, I guess it would propose the same fact that a lot of people are killed day in, day out because of wars, because of Christianity and or other, religious. other religions. Yeah. Exactly. You're basically choosing a deity to follow and you're acting upon it. I guess to some, it's, it's the way they're raised and it's just ingrained and they, and they believe it and they believe it wholeheartedly and hey, good for them. If it gets you through the day. But when you start fucking with other people, like anything I say, it's, just, it's, it's shit. It, whatever comes out of my mouth, I don't care. Believe it, agree with it, whatever. That's fine. Do what you want to do. But I'm not trying to change your opinion on it. In fact, like when you talk to somebody about politics or, or whatever, you're not going to change my mind and I'm not going to change yours. So, so kill them. Exactly. So that's what he had to do. That, that's what that guy pretty much figured he had to do. You could spread your message otherwise to say if we're doing something bad on Hellcast, trying to instill believers. Well, I mean, we're at least doing it in a very civil way. <laughs> and I'm not saying this is surrender of divinity's case at all. And I don't mean to take this guy's side in any way, shape, or form. But do, a lot of metal acts are taking out of context what I could find that a true Satanist would find offensive because you're in a way like well that guy he doesn't know and he's calling himself that i'd be kind of pissed off too i want to kill him but here's the thing reaper here listen to what you just said. wow are you calling me reaper (laughs) here's the thing yes you said there are a lot of metal acts 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 i know i sound like i'm saying something ask you a question acts that's what it is it's a it's an act. Now, I'm sure there's some that aren't, and they, and they take it seriously. Hey, hey, good for you. It's like a movie. Is Stephen King or Clive Barker, are they Satanists because they, they made a movie called Hellraiser or whatever Stephen King has written Cujo? I mean, that's, that's a rabid dog. But are they fake Satanists because they, they write a story and they make a they're movie just about in it? the art form. Right. And it's, it, they're telling the a story, and it's, theology it's, it's spooky. It's it's. It's fucking scary, especially if you're like a believer, so to speak, one or the other. You could love it, be afraid of it, whatever. But it's like it's an art form. It's an act. It's it's freedom of expression. And it's I've always thought, honestly, Satan was a personification of, of evil, just like God supposedly is a personification of good. And it's a way for humans to comprehend. I could be totally fucking wrong. I don't know. It's just an idea. So for those of you out there who think I'm full of shit, well then fucking I'm full of shit. Don't listen to me. Turn the turn press off and fucking move on about your life. Don't get, you know, or get pissed and have a debate with me. What this reminds me of is uh, watching that Hyrax thrash and destroy. It's also I guess on the audio of the CD. I think yes. But when they're in Germany playing that show and a fight breaks out and mm-hmm. Caden stops the show. Whoa, stop fucking stop. This is why I love this guy. The energy this guy has, just positive dude. He's fucking screams and sings about satan and he tells the guys to stop fucking fighting he's fight with your mouth not with your fucking hands and that's kind of what this is like you know it's 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 fucking music people it's fucking music it's i mean take it seriously because it's the stuff you love but the, go kill somebody over this stuff or burn someone's house or church fuck it they don't believe what you believe who gives a shit it's just a, it's just that it's a thought it's a belief and it's not gonna fucking affect you one bit go on about your life get a fucking life and don't fuck with other people that's what I got to say about that. I'm, like, really pissed about it. What a <laughs> fucking dick. Yeah. I'm, in a way, very disappointed with Surrender of Divinity because after seeing how much of a bitch that that guy looked like, 
why didn't they kick the shit out of him? <laughs> why was he inviting him over his house? Well, and, and that's and that's again, that's the thing. Yeah, that's I know it's it's a joke, and I, I'm like just fucking pissed about it actually. And, and then so this guy's won because now I'm pissed. But it's like it's so stupid. He probably he totally took advantage of this. Was the guy fucking hammered? Is there more to it? That, you know, isn't it going to be weird if like in six months from now, like you find out more? There's like some weird fucked up shit going on. Like you know, it had nothing to do with Satanism or something. That would yeah. Wasn't there a bunch that would be of, worse? Isn't there a bunch of fucked up shit going on in uh, Bangkok? Like political crap or something? Yeah. So as ironic and coincidental as it is, though, the Hell's fact that... Hell's Headbangers is Yeah, Hell's Headbangers has just and we're called released... And Has just, no, has just released uh, a Surrender to Divinity split with Archgoat. And uh, not to plug it because the guy's dead. It's a very, it's definitely coincidental. But, uh, you know, a lot of people would buy this for the wrong reasons. And I'm mostly just cherishing the legacy, so to speak, the music that's been left yeah, behind. If- Archgoat, Surrender Divinity Split, uh, Angel Slaying, Christ Beheading, Black Fucking Metal is out now in Hell's Headbangers. And it's pressed on traditional black vinyl and marble bone slash black colored vinyl. Comes in a black poly-lined inner sleeve with a gatefold cover. It's pretty fucking cool. So cheers to Surrender of Divinity. And here is Surrender of Divinity, off their split with Archgoat. Available now on Hell's Hippie. Manifest. 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 Yeah. <laughs> 
conversation went too long and had to be edited. But that's to be expected with Eddie Satan in the room. You fucking prick. Joined by Eric of Hell's Headbangers, the nerdy trio remains, and Hellcast continues. Hour 13, I don't understand why they're not like getting huge, because that's it's a great band but then like you take a band like ghost and i think what it was is they were so we almost made it the whole show <laughs> right. but, but the okay thing was, he wants to hold up hold his name in his band and that's not my band it's just <laughs> you're like but, papa's representative <laughs> but we, we had this conversation earlier it's like you All get right, to this point to where you're like you're, you're just looking through your stuff and you're like man i fuck i, I just listened to pentagram the other day mm-hmm. fuck i want to listen to my cop i just God, I just listen to them. You just you want something different to listen to, but something that's the same, something familiar. But you're like, God, I want all of this, all this I have, but everything I have right here in front of me, God, I'm just I'm kind of almost sick of it. But you're not sick of it. You just need something new. Well, then, right. Ghost comes along with the first record, especially, and it's dark. It's it's kind of heavy, but it's not heavy. And it's you know, Craig. Reaper, I'm sorry, talks. I about. never interpreted it as heavy. I never said you did. Reaper sometimes says about how many times can you talk about Satan coming and taking over and everything, but they did it in such a way with the the clad, almost kiss like type. Uh, um, no, they have a great, who, who are these? They people? have a great image, and, and it, 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 was, very it, was, fresh. it was a breath of fresh air. Yeah, it's fresh. And do some of these bands, or they think we're going to make a new record that's going to be that breath of fresh air, and then you're like, ah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was disappointing. It, yeah, and and that's that's where I think. Maybe what you were saying is the scene gets like that too. It's like, man, oh, we very just much need does, something. Yeah. We need, and then you know, are all these occult bands coming out because of them? You know, sort of thing going on. You know, it's 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 it is very no, cyclical. they're not no that because that was going on before then. Uh, honestly, I guess it, it has. They been. they, yeah, they and they years. timed it rightly. They rightly they timed it right because this this doom thing is. We've talked about it numerous times in the show. This doom thing is it happened a while ago. Old school death metal, and then it became Swedish death metal style. That was trying to overtake it, and it was it was getting somewhere, but it didn't. It just didn't catch on, and then all of a sudden, like, how many? This, HM2 turned up to 11 pedal albums. And maybe that's make. why, but nonetheless, people were catching on to it, and all of a sudden, it, didn't, it just didn't latch on. But then this Doom thing came, yeah. and like, holy shit, people were latching on to it. And, and honestly, it was, it's bigger than metal, I think. It's bigger than metal because look at it. Everything's trying to be in the 70s or in the 60s or in that era, just in that era. Because think about it, hipster. Hipster is the modern-day hippie. When was hippie? 60s, 70s. So I don't, I don't think there's a connection though between a hippie. And a I hipster. totally think there is because think about like hippies did like drugs and stuff. They they smoke pot and stuff. What does a hipster do? They do all that shit. Yeah, but and they, and they dress like shower that. and they comb their hair and they wear. Yeah, the well, it's, it's and, mo- that's why it's modern day. But look at the dress. You know, they roll up the, the pant legs. I mean, it, it, there's just I don't know, man. The, the glasses. But like, they wear skinny jeans too, don't they? But it's, but it's modern. You got to add modern to the old ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then, then look at the music that they listen to. They like rap records and shit it's just all this stuff it's just it's these old ways whether it be precisely the 70s it's still going back in time and and, and it's being hip more or less so maybe it's not a, a directly attributed to hippie but it has a lot of similarities to it but and i think there's also hipsters that are like jamming skeleton witch you know which is very not hippie no but it's not but i think the ideology is i mean it crosses past i mean it's a different time so you, of course you can't be like a hippie wouldn't listen to skeleton witch but a hipster does because they didn't have it 
it. So there's going to be different parallels. I'm not going to say everything is going to be identical, but I think that's where, where we are in time is where everything is trying to be something of the past incorporating the new modern thing. I mean, digital to vinyl. People want to, like, you know, they want to download shit, but then they want to buy records of it because it's cool to collect it. It wasn't like that in the 90s. No one gave a fuck because we didn't get to that point. There that was the rebirth I, of it, you mean. And now I just the music think it, in the 90s sucked. It got to just a way bigger than metal thing, honestly, because even the metal guys, they're going into freaking rock and roll and stuff because I don't know, like Eric actually even mentioned, like, you know, it's almost like they're not in the mood for it. Like, so like, well, it's, you know, it's time to listen to some Sabbath. Well, this time isn't exactly as an individual perspective, a day or an hour where like, you know, I'm feeling some Sabbath right now. It's an overall society thing, so it's a fucking decade or it's a, a years. It's it's a generation. You know? or yeah, it's a, a generation. Part of generation. Yeah. So it's gonna go. It's gonna come, and that's the kind of thing I, I almost think attributes to trends. But this one's big, man. I mean, it's big. Vi- I mean, vinyl is within everything, and, it, and and but it's big in metal too. So that's why I say it's big outside of metal. But the, yet the metal people were almost like the metal and punk people were almost like the people that ca- no, kind of you know people, people collecting music is no different than the way people you know you dress or whatever. It's not. It's the way you identify yourself. It's a yeah. It's, uh, it's it's something physical that you identify with, and you want to own it. You want to, uh, you know, it, it's re- almost, it represents your character. I almost wonder, you. though. I almost wonder that we're in a really weird time with technology, and that it's almost as if this transition, this this hipster movement, or whatever the hell you want to call it, these this retro way about things, whether it be buying records, whether it be supporting local business is a big thing you probably hear yeah, about yeah, all yeah. the time. All these things... Which is shit I've always wanted to do anyway. Right. But all these things that may you or I have noticed, the overall society is trying to contribute it. And I almost wonder, is it because someone started watching Terminator and going like, holy shit. This is becoming real. <laughs> right, right. Like robots and automated shit's going to run our world. We got to identify as ourselves as individuals. I almost, I mean, think about it. it, it there's a lot more individuality happening now. I, I, I wonder if there's a lot more individuality or if these people are doing it ironically because that's what they're told. Hey, I was watching 60 Minutes the other day. And I, I if you lo- support your local, you know, whatever store, your local, you know, is that what's going on? Or are people really seeing their own big picture going, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm fucking tired of giving, you know, the CEO of this airline fucking gets fourteen million dollars, but yet the product he's merged these two airlines is going to shit. Let's give him fourteen you know, all these bonuses it equals this. Like are people tired of you know you know, I'm tired of giving Costco my hard earned money. I'm gonna go give it to the guy down the street that I know is working hard right. and he's gonna get the money, not the guy up on, you know, the top floor of some office building you know with with the poor schlub there at costco that's checking you out that's making you know minimum wage beep beep working his ass off where the other guy's just like well i I just gotta hire the right marketing team and he's getting all the money is it really people seeing that or are they just like this is what i'm told to do i'm gonna go instead of going to starbucks i'm gonna go to johnny's you know well it also makes you you know i think sometimes that reaction just uh makes you feel good that you're doing more with your your just in life you know whether it be contributing contributing to things that matter more you know mm-hmm. 
whether it be to the small, hardworking business guy, you know, versus the big corporation that doesn't, you know, is faceless and doesn't give a shit uh, about you or their actions or anything of that nature. First, it starts off, I just want your product, and then it comes down to, well, I, now I care where my money's going, plus the product, you know? Yeah. Which, you know, hey, that's great. Um, and is know. that the attitude that's bringing back final? I, I think in a way it is. I mean, look at this, too. Record day. That's great, isn't it? It's great. But Record like, store day, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like that is another way of kind of bringing down the little, or bringing up the, the little man. And it's like, is it because people are trying to make an individuality of you know what is thus going to really become just nothing you're like you're not going to be any there's going to be nothing because everything's like just so freaking technological you, you know what's funny though is that the thought i just had when you said record store day i was like that's awesome and i started thinking about it, i was like you know what though that's that's the man so to speak cashing in on on us on hell's headbangers on my mind's eye and lakewood the record store on you know well yeah because the man puts out special edition records for right? yeah. <laughs> that you're gonna right, but get you know a- what i mean but then it's you know so then is I, like, I don't go- know is fye having record store day i'm not sure i really like, don't know I, I and i don't really honestly record store day always hits and then i find out that's like oh shit it was that record was, store day you know and well then they have now the black friday record store day like there's like another like isn't there like record store day and then there was black i was gonna say day i think there's something? more than one record store day now at this point and I don't know. It's hell. I don't even know what the fuck we got to this subject. <laughs> Sacred Reich. <laughs> the point I think that I was making before was so Sacred Reich is making records, and maybe they're like, "Fuck, I'm kind of sick of doing this." Sort of like when I'm like, "Fuck," you know, I'm I God, I I can't listen to Ghost anymore. I can't listen to Midnight anymore. I, can't, I it's not that I don't like. I'm just like I need something different. I remember. And then you know, and then you're just like, oh, I. I've got this. I'm going to put this in. And, and it might even be something from my roots, like putting in ignorance or something like that. And you're like, fuck, yeah. You just needed something different where you get so yeah. just sick of everything you have. And it's not even that you're sick of it. You're just like, God, all I do I, when I fold laundry, when I when I vacuum my house, I we're not, my headphones we're, we're, on. I mean, we're, we're not robots. We're not meant right. to be repetitious and the same all the time. We're, meant, people are, we're a living thing that's meant to evolve. And grow and change and and do all those things. That is the the course. That is our you know. That is what happens. Right. And you look at like the the big four. Oh God. Of, you know what I mean? Man, this is blasphemous bands that should not be mentioned. <laughs> well, then then we won't. But it's like everybody's like, well, Slayer was the one that changed the least, but they still fuck from record. And, and I'm saying this so people can fucking relate. I got they you. probably can't relate to desultory everybody out there. But I got you though. You know, it's like, and you and I have talked about this. It's like, even you listen to those 90s records without Dave Lombardo, and it's just like, it's the same band, but it's not. And it's like, and then they come back, you know, in the later 2000s, and the last two records they have, I actually think are okay. Well, whoever said it was really right by saying, like, you know, metal fans really take shit to heart. Yeah, they do. What did you, like, they're damned if they do, if they're damned if they don't. They make the fucking same record, you're going to be like, God, they're just repeating themselves. If they make something drastically different, it's like, well, what the fuck are they doing? Or if they make something in between, just like, ah, oh, it was okay, it's but the mediocre. first one's still better. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. there's, you're, you're, there's this a no-win situation. Like, Cashmaster General, Chuck, that was on the show on Quartet of Nerds. I forget what episode that was. I, I, I had a Kerry King poster or whatever, like a vintage one that was rolled up, and I, I was like, yeah, do you want this? It's like, oh, hell no. I'll never put him on the wall. He wrote South of Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> just like... 
was that that bad? I mean, I could see, like, not liking it, but it was like, I mean, it's better than fuck. I would have been like, he wrote freaking Diabolical and Rapica. I don't know. It's the connection. You You know, know? everyone connects to it differently, and some people take it harder than others. So, even Impaled Nazarene, I mean, those guys fucking change. Oh, God. Yeah, very much so. They made those two first albums over and over. You're like, holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a pretty fine line, though. (laughs) But that would have been really repetitious. (laughs) I think the record itself was repetitious. I was like, (laughs) what song do you want me to play? It doesn't. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, (laughs) it's just, you know, you just enjoy the good albums that much more or the ones that you call good. I think metal is a very judgmental thing. It is. But it's, we take it very personal. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's, like it's, it's because it's an identity. It's, well, not only that, it's because friend. everyone's putting an ID on it. You know, they identify with it, or yeah. whether it be lyrically, musically, uh, the feeling it gave them, the expression, whatever it may be, they identified with it. So as soon as they change their ID, now, now they feel that their identity changes. And it's with probably it. because it's an extremity. So it's not yeah. literally like any feeling you can get anywhere else. Because when we did on the show, when we we're talking <laughs> about things other than metal that you listen to, like quite a few people wrote, and like you got it. Like here's what I. I listen to that's not metal flock of seagulls and stuff you know and, the, and like yeah and it's like and but all of it was really just drab depressing music that dealt with death and like the same message right. only it was like country version you know yeah. and it's just like i get it because it has to be this extremity because you it's just like it has to have an i don't relate to you know i like bubble gum yeah. and pop carry my poker face like i what, what, I the, love what the fuck you, does that mean you know I, yeah it's yeah. It, it makes me feel better to hear it because I, there was a few months, like I, I was going, I was like, man, I, I'm not in the mood to hear another fucking thrash record that's just gonna go, bunta, 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 you know, bass snare, bass snare, drum beat, you know, zillion miles an hour. Like, yeah. there's nothing to identify. I mean, we heard that record. What do we need that record? Like to be Bill Burr, you know? Why do we need that guy? We have that guy. Well, we have that record. Yeah, you know, and, and everyone wants to quote unquote express themselves and i've said it time and time again on this show like you know where like you're you're lacking to try to put your own touch on it and granted it's hard but you can detect when someone is doing the same exact thing but putting their spin on it it, it it's almost indescribable of putting your own spin you could just tell i can't think of any bands but when somebody's like oh you're in the metal you must like you know and then they'll they'll say somebody that might be even in the metal I wish more band. people were just be like, oh, you're in the metal. Who do you like? Not, right. Oh, you must like. You must like this band. I, I, never, I, hate that that I never understood that. Why is everyone approached with a, just an automatic assumption? Yeah, I, don't I think never just, walked up to some dude like, you're you Mexican, must, so you, you must love refried beans. You yeah, like, I, I, mean, I hate yeah. that. It's so, so what, is that, what like, does that mean? I mean, why don't you question or just and Especially in this pussified society, yeah. they're like, whoa, whoa I'm, offend- I'm suing you for that for being prejudiced. But well, I was just—I mean, you know, back when I was younger, stereotypical. And ca- back when I was younger and cared about that, I mean, I, I, it was offensive. It was like, oh, you—you you must love, uh, you know, so and so band. It was like, I'm not still at all awful. Yeah, I'm still offended. Honestly, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm just numb to it now. So it's yeah, just yeah. like, I just don't oh, go outside. Yeah. So I don't. I don't well, really yeah, that could anyone. be too. I'm, yeah, I'm not, as, not very social, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm just numb to it now. I don't really care. I was checking out somewhere, and, and some kid was like. Uh, he made that remark too. He's like, "Oh, you must be a metal or something." Like, uh, you you must go once Ozfest or something. I'm like, no, not at all. I don't really get like like too like snap back or whatever. Or just like 
I just kind of like fun to though. <laughs> it was. I, I mean, it I was. I just, I just do. don't. Yeah. I mean, it just depends. Maybe if you know, if you're in a shitty mood, you might snap on. Yeah. But like in that moment, like when he mentioned that, I was just like, I had a serious reply, like, no, not at all, because it's like I just, you know, the first thing that came to my mind is no way would I go, and then I was like. I did follow up with a question. I was like, well, why did you, did you go? Do you, do you like it and stuff? It's, oh yeah, I love it. You know, so-and-so bands. It's like, that's all right. Well, you know, if you have a dialogue, well then you can even introduce another bands. Cause either way, no matter what I first got into metal, it, you know, I was listening to poly like classic rock bands and then it spawned into thrash bands. Then it thrash spawned into death metal bands, you know, it's a transitional thing, so it doesn't mean you know. Well, you have your rough points too. I yeah. mean, there's shit that we, we had that segment so, where we we're talking about guilty pleasures. Uh, well, yeah, so, well, I mean, not, not just guilty pleasures. You used to like, but it's just, like, Ugh, now but it. there's a reason. You know, there's it's labeled as underground music is because the common person just doesn't know. It's I mean, sure, he may say he loves Pantera and stuff. Well, he doesn't know anything else. But the thing of it is, though, is there's a difference between the guy that is going through it and trying to learn, and then the other guy is like, well, you know, I like underground. Metal. I agree. I, I like oh yeah, no, and I, those. Those guys, not, like, those guys irritate the shit out of me when they yeah. just feel like they, they already know it all and this is how they're labeling yeah. it. And, and this is, yeah, yeah there's guys that the gym. Metallica original no, no, no. drummer. Well, well, that's why, you know, I like to, I, I'll maybe ask like one or two questions back and just like, just see where he's going with it. After that, it's like, just like, all right, I want to talk to you. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple of guys in particular at my gym. And one guy's that big, you know, I bet he drives a truck kind of. Now I'm stereotyping. But, <laughs> you know, his buddy's like, oh, you got to meet this guy. He likes the same stuff as you. I'm like, well, how do you know what I like? Well, I see the T-shirt you wear, and I'm like, oh, okay. And you go talk to this guy, and it's the same thing. I, you know, yeah, I like Slipknot, and these people are so I insistent. Hate God I, I know, I don't, I don't like, know why they don't. Why don't they like, just approach you with a curiosity rather than just like coming? But they like, like really assuming. like yeah. When they're like, you got to meet this guy. Like they mean it. Like they're yeah. going, they're getting your number. They're calling you up. Like. It's you know like holy like you like my, you fucking meant it like why can't you meet something mean it, something that actually is gonna matter I don't want to meet that guy like they get <laughs> they get really into it. they're like oh like you like that you gotta meet Bill here yeah he loves it you and Bill are gonna yeah. hit it off I was like yeah. no we're and not Bill rolls up and he's got a fucking yeah. I don't yeah. Allison Chains T-shirt on or something and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like I guess I mean, I'm the man in the box wow yeah. wow <laughs> you can oh, stay in the box motherfucker I'm getting the fuck out of here shit is so annoying. Yeah, but I mean, this topic totally trailed off into some good stuff. But <laughs> yeah, no shit. Oh. But yes, I, I there is a point. But do you get to back to what you're saying when you get to like you know you're listening to something that isn't exactly say ignorance that we deemed intense sacred Reich ignorance by this point in time hour later. Uh, do you like almost like you put that on and as much as you love it, you're just so not. You've heard it so many times, so like anyone else, especially that doesn't listen to metal, would be like, you know, the hair would be standing up and they'd be fucking blown away. But as intense as that is, you're just so used to it, you're just kind of like desensitized. I'm just yeah. not feeling it today. Like, ugh, yeah, absolutely. Like, but yeah, and, absolutely. and that's why I think it's cool to have these big record slash CD collections because Sometimes, I don't know how many years did I go without listening to that record or, or you know, something and you're like, and, in, and you're going through and something catches your eye and you're like, I haven't listened to this in a long but time. In addition and you to put that. it back in and you're like, and it's sometimes like, you know it, but it's like, fuck yeah, I remember this. In addition to that though, you're not in the mood for, you know, just a full on extreme record. So you do bust out the uh, non-metal stuff that do you do like. And in the midst of listening to that, you're like, by track five, just kind of look over like, I'm not feeling this, man. man you know, I'm, I'm pumped. I want to put on some ignorance or right. something. Like, yeah. You get like stoked or something. Like, this is too light, man. Like, it sparked my flame. I need to fucking yeah. you well, know, well, hit something hard. Like, I mentioned Dead Can Dance was something I listened to. And honestly, sometimes I'm listening to that. It, it, 
especially if I'm, it's dark, it's rainy, it's whatever. I'm, and this is gonna make me look like a puss, but I'll, I'll oh, be sitting you've around. Done it long ago. <laughs> I know, but you know, I'll be sitting around listening to it. And you almost get like depressed and like sad. You're like, fuck, and, and it's it's so you just need that fucking kick in the face to be like, quit feeling fucking sorry for yourself. Get the fuck up and do the shit you got to do. Punch, you know. Yeah, it's almost like that band would bring you there to the depressed side where you're like, man, I can't feel like that. So then you put on your ignorance or your whatever, and then you do get pumped. Then. And that's the best thing about music is this, because sometimes you do need to get, you, you like need to get past something or to, because you're in the mood and it might be half the time. How many times like, man, I'm, I'm you either want to, I help got you. mad at somebody or yeah. I was mad about this or irritated about this. And then, and you, and you totally look at in the, in the eye and, and whether it's dead can dance or somebody brings you to that point, And then you're like, wait a minute, that was that, it's not that big of a fucking deal. So what? Fuck that. Quit being a pussy and fucking put this in. It's like you get that chance to relate to the emotion, and then you can go back to being yourself, which is putting in fucking... Yeah. 
We have spoken to someone who we felt would be a good example showing how incorrect accusations could be toward metal being a reason for someone to act the way that they do. So we have called up Joe Alfricht. You're known for a lot of things within metal, but I think widely known, though, for the as it is, black metal prank phone call. Oh, How, yeah, the mushroom head thing. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. What was your reaction to that being published? Well, uh, once it uh, came out, I uh, thought maybe I should try to sue the band uh, to get money for it from them and get back at them and teach them a lesson. But then I was, uh, like, kind of desperate for money at the time, so this one uh, uh I guess it's either their record label, their manager, somebody who's in charge of Mushroom Head, uh, talked me into signing a contract uh, that I wouldn't sue or whatever, and they paid me a hundred bucks. Now you have a band. What's uh, the name of it? Satanicon. That's spelled S-A-T-A-N-I-C-O-N. In the beginning, um, I was going to call it Snake God, but my main man, my drummer, who helped me start the band and gave me most of my guitar lessons because he can do anything. He thought that Snake God was a cheesy name and even claimed that there was a uh, class, uh, what's now called classic rock, regular rock and roll band from the 70s by that name. But I uh, really, I'm not so sure about that. I've been meaning to do a Google online, but the only Snake God I know of is a power metal band in Finland using that name. However, a singer joined, and he came up with the name Satanicon after the printing of a publication called The Satanicon. It's now out of print, but is copyrighted 1993. And uh, the guy does, uh, from what I've seen about it, or seen a a friend let me read a little bit of it, and some of it, if I remember right, agrees with LaVey, but there is something in there that LaVey doesn't have, and that is a suicide a ritual where the person takes their life at the end of the ritual. And that's for somebody who basically feels that he has nothing much to live for, somebody in extremely bad health or whatever. A lot of people that are our younger generation write to our show, and they even say, like, you know, almost experienced stuff that we talk about on the show that we've gone through when we're young, you know, and, right. and that are going through it themselves they you know maybe feel like they're being left out because they are a young metal fan that people are casting out or just treating them poorly because of such have you had had any experiences of people that you know treating you poorly because you know you're a metal fan and uh well there there are some people in the metal circles who did not agree with some of my ideas that i have published in the past either on paper paper before the internet got big and you know back when i was because i used to do a fanzine called rejuvenation in the 90s for about five years and uh one of the things i advocated was uh, the lowering of the legal adult age after reading of a book called adolescence by a uh, author named eastwood atwater and it basically describes adolescence as a social invention and uh I uh, was advocating the lowering of the legal adult age because I felt that a lot of people who didn't really have much of a love life as a teen should be able to go back and experience that by social and sexual intermingling with real teens, and it should be, you know, legalized worldwide. And I'm sure that uh, some people say this would never happen, but, you know, what do they know? I mean, in years to come, I mean, it might take centuries, but... But I, I often thought that maybe if uh, enough 
people who believed in it, both real teenagers and people who were like teenage wannabes, could all get together and get strong enough that uh, and fight for this kind of freedom. It could actually happen, but uh, everybody uh, just uh, kind of poo-poos it uh, off. What kind of, like, what do you mean by poo-poos it off? Like, just, Just you know. like, oh, uh, uh, it'll never happen, or no, you're, they call me a pedophile uh, because of wanting to lower the legal adult age be below 18, and so they just say, oh, no, too much age difference, and I try to tell them that the age is just a number they won't listen. That's basically what I mean by they poo-poo it. And, and is, do they attribute any of that to your listening to metal? Uh, not the people in metal. Outside of metal, I'm not quite sure if there's anybody who, uh, maybe maybe some certain Christians who don't know any better, uh, they possibly maybe might attribute that, because they just see one big blur, saved and unsaved Christians and Satanists, because they are ve- these Christians, these born-again Christians, especially you believe in a literal interpretation of the Bible even more so than the more liberal ones, they don't have much intelligence. So someone that would say that it was attributed to your Satan, your, your satanic beliefs or that you're into metal, what would you say to that person? What would you be your argument to you know, defend that? Well, actually, part of my argument would be that I kind of like uh, splintered off from the Church of Satan in a sense. I mean, I have a lot of respect for LaVey's philosophies and his books and everything, because I think a lot of what he said made sense, but I broke off and had some ideas of my own, and that the, the, the Church of Satan and a lot of the members in it, uh, past and present, uh, you know, in the past, whatever, said that um, that I was anything but a Satanist because of my ideas, and uh, one of Vincent Crowley, in particular, of Acheron, many years ago, he said uh, to me in a handwritten, in a uh, typed letter, that it's not that much of a uh, of a effort to manipulate. And this was his words, not mine. A 13-year-old little girl, but apparently they didn't understand. I just wanted to relive and recreate my own teen years. This was, I guess, kind of more of a personal thing, and I was seeking out people of you know, like mine, um, although I was trying to sway the world to go along with this at the same time. But, yeah, the Church of Satan would would argue that I was uh, totally in opposition to their teachings. Why does it matter as much, though, to have equality to adolescents or to, to, to lower the age? Like, what what is the importance to you for that? What though? would you get out of that? Yeah. Um, I would be able to go back, relive, recreate my teen years, and have the love life that I never had. Wouldn't that be more fun with someone closer to your age that maybe went through the same thing as you and has had the same similar life experiences? Because an adolescent now, how old are you, Joe? You're in your 50s? Well, because the problem is, part, part of the problem is I never had kids, and I, uh, and somebody close to my age is already past menopause, and so... Let me try to put it this way. Um, somebody too, since I'm 52 chronologically, somebody too close to my age, if they knew what I was thinking, if they could read my mind, they would say, and they were nice enough to be patient with me, to, you know, a, a woman would say, we are, in, Joe, we are in our 50s, or I'm 47, you're 52. You cannot have the same, uh, the young and in love thing. You cannot um, be back there as a teen or a 20-something or even a 30-something, and I would not 
be able to fully accept that because I would want her, you know, if that's what I have to settle for, I would want to go back in time. I mean, if I had to be with somebody, I might be with her, somebody close to my age, but I would feel resentment at the same time because she's not what I really want. But could someone who's an adolescent now, could they emotionally be on the same level as you? There, there are some very mature teenage uh, girls, um, and uh, maybe she could learn about the ways of the past, you know, the teenagers of the 70s. Maybe if she watched a bunch of uh, movies from the past and learned the jargon and all. I've been pushed aside, thought of as odd, weird, out in the ozone layer, because I have had people refer to me in, in that way. I've been called uh, creepy by a few. Why, and why would they say creepy? Uh, in some cases, I don't know, but one of the things I've been referred to as creepy for is because I have this reputation. I went through a period of time where I was obsessed by a dead girl. I found I was walking, I was going through cemeteries, and I just happened to spot a grave of this girl who died back in 1966. Her picture was on it. If it had, hadn't had her picture on it, she would have been just another grave of a young girl that died young but her picture was on there and you know, i was five years old at the time i didn't know she existed this was many years later when i was in my mid to late 30s and i started going through old newspapers fine because her name was right on the tombstone with the date of her birth to the date of her death and i was even calling up family members asking questions about her and friend and a friend of a family asking if she liked the beatles because she Grew up in that time period. Is that the same time? She born around the same time you were. She was. I was born in sixty one. She was born in forty eight. She okay. lived on the other side of town, the east side. I live on the west side of Cleveland. Okay. And my questions don't base on what I would think. I'm mostly trying to be the biased person that would be thinking this of a, a metal person. Right. Would, uh, yeah, would, I'm probably in some ways different from your typical metal guy, but I'm not the only one who's in some way different. And unlike other metalheads, I, I was never anywhere close to being, you know, a seven-day-a-week drinker. In fact, I sometimes go from one weekend to the next not drinking at all, and then I'll get around friends. And if it's a special occasion, you know, like New Year's I'm, or uh, my birthday or somebody else's, I might get drunk, but not too often anymore we as metal people do are we are cast outs we are different and a lot of people like to shun us for being that way for liking the devil's music so to speak for maybe for one to understand that does think that way so as you were saying you know the girl that was uh you know she was born in the 40s and you uh discovered her by walking through a graveyard how does that how does that take place? Like, like, what was your attraction? Like, were you you were just you were walking? Were you like visiting a family member, and then you you, oh, know, no, you the, walking I, through her? I had friends that like to go to cemeteries, various uh, cemeteries, especially big ones, just for fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always had a little bit of that in me because sometimes if I would see a little cemetery on the side of a road when just driving along alone, I would sometimes stop and look at the tombstones here and there, but I got friends uh, that ended up going to to these bigger, larger cemeteries that I wasn't sure I was allowed to go into, only to find out that they are open to the public uh, because there's some very ritzy cemeteries with uh, big mausoleums where rich people are buried and in this particular cemetery where I found this girl's grave, um, it was just, it wasn't a mausoleum, it was just a tombstone. It was actually a, 
a Jewish cemetery. Mm-hmm. And I just was uh, wandering around in there. I didn't know anybody who was buried there, really. Uh, and it was just a random, it was just a random wandering. I just happened to spot her grave. I never knew she existed prior. What caught your eye to, you was know... Was it the photo? Or? Yeah, was there a photo? Yeah, the photo. I thought or an epitaph, she, I maybe? guess I just thought she was kind of a hot uh, girl in her day and age. And how old was she in the photo? Uh, about 18, because I later found the yearbooks of the school that she went to, and it had her name, uh, and it said deceased in parentheses underneath her name. And I, I researched about her, and I found out that right, I guess it was right after she had her senior picture taken, maybe, um, she ended up in the hospital for four months leading up to her death, so she didn't actually get, I guess she didn't actually get to be in school. She died December 2nd of 1966. She had a, I found out she had a brain tumor. With her being dead and you know, knowing she's dead, what is there really to gain by you know, getting to know her life? Mm, I don't know, but I did step into the cemetery where she was buried at the night thinking maybe there is a spirit realm and maybe I could contact her. Okay. Have you ever tried? Well, um, to contact her or just uh, tinkering around with uh, spirituality in general. Either one. Because I have tinkered around. I've done things out of the Necronomicon and and its new companion spellbook, and strange things have happened to me, and it happens when I'm sleeping, and then I wake up later wondering if it was real or just a dream. Like uh, Such as what? Like what would be something strange that has happened to you? Well, I was bound up, and uh, I was being, in one case, I was being, like, fondled. Uh, I felt like I was being fondled by something, and then I woke up later. The covers were on me, and I said, huh, did that really happen, or was it just a dream? I was kind of puzzled. But then another, the last time I tinkered around with it, I did a spell out of the Necronomicon companion spell book. I was doing a ritual to try to find help me find a new girlfriend and I had a particular woman in mind she's among the living of course uh, but um, I how, did how this spell and then I went to bed and I all of a sudden I felt like something had entered my body and I was both at peace and yet stimulated in kind of a sexual way I was very relaxed too and I tried to speak up and say something like give it to me baby but then I realized that my vocal cords were frozen, I, uh, not in an icy cold kind of way, but just I was immobilized. I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. And uh, sometime later, I don't know how much time passed, um, I, uh, I, I was uh, back to normal, and I woke up and I wondered if it was real or just a dream. And then later on, I, well, I got up to use a bath and went back to sleep, and I, uh, I was awoken by a voice that said, Joseph... Joseph, real softly, and after about three times, I woke up, I looked around, and no one and nothing was there, and the voice stopped. Again, from a biased perspective to someone that doesn't understand metal, I feel that someone... They would take these and they would they would they would frown upon these stories, and then they and they would try to throw that the reasoning for this difference and say that this is because of your interest in metal music and yes and uh 
they I, I think they would look for just about anybody they could if it wasn't me they would f- try to find somebody else who's uh different enough i mean um, i mean they they could look not just to people that me who might be uh i, I mean i i think that some of the things i've done even uh, among metal apparently from what i'm hearing is uh makes me even one out of the bunch even among them but I think that uh, Christians are going to, and uh, pop culture people are going to find something to point the finger at, even if I didn't exist, they'd, they'd find something. What ha- and what amongst the metal people has been something that they condemned you for? Let me put it this way. One time, back in the 80s, I was watching Geraldo. I don't know if you guys remember Geraldo. The, I do. Yeah. yeah, Eddie does. He was a talk show host. Well, he had mustache. Anton LaVey's daughter, <laughs> Zena, on there, and maybe a few others that were Satanists, and they presented in a film, a, re, uh, a video recording of some kind, uh, some people who called themselves Satanists who were doing criminal activities, uh, things that were against the law. And after the video was over, Zena basically said, well, by our standards, those people are not Satanists. You said earlier that you had some publications, whether they be printed or spoken, what are some of your like? What are some of the titles of your publications? What exactly are your publications? I have a manuscript, and I haven't been able to find a publisher that uh, would take on my uh, manuscript. It's called the Unholy Youthfulness Bible. I have it up on my Yahoo groups. I, for five years, I published a fanzine or magazine paper magazine called Rejuvenation, and I have since scanned all the issues and put them up in my media fire files with links to get to them on my Facebook wall. Didn't you do at one point a, a few spoken word tapes? Yes, actually, now that you mention it, yes, I did one called Mockery and Perversion, and uh, where I did uh, funny things like uh, chanting Mooney, Mooney, Moon Pants, ejaculate in your moon pants, and even something called rapist noises, but it's not really to be taken too seriously. I'm, you know, being funny. Mm-hmm. How was that perceived? So, to some, it's been creepy. Some found it uh, funny. Uh, I mean, I've had, I've been contacted even by a few females who uh, like my recording, and they, they joke, they'll joke about it. They'll say, uh, I think I was contacted by a girl. I guess she was lesbian because she said something about uh, something like, that's what I do when I get horny with a chick or something because I had a chant called where I went horny with a chick, horny with a chick, horny, 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 horny with a chick. I'm too sick to get horny with a chick. That was just little stupid thing I made up. Now, a lot of people would say that acting in such ways or having such publications would ruin a reputation and that you would only be able to be with someone that is a bad person or, 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 or a crazy person. What would you say to that, to someone, you know, well, saying yeah, such Well, yeah, that can be true, especially in this day and age, more so even than the 90s, because back in the 90s, um, since I really, you know, wasn't in a band at the time and I really wasn't uh, good enough to be a musician in a band, I was running personal ads in newspapers and meeting women, I was getting most of my girlfriends, 99% of them, that way. And uh, that was because, see, back then, they couldn't go online and Google my name and have all this shit pop up about me. Uh, 
Back in them days, if I said the right thing and did the right thing, I could make a fresh start and they would not know my past. Nowadays, they can Google your name online. If they know how to look on court sites, they can go there, enter your name. And I have a name that sticks out like a sore thumb. In fact, I checked it out. I'm the only Joe or Joseph Offrick in the whole United States. There's other people with the last name of Offrick, um, not anywhere here. Uh, especially since both my parents are deceased and I was an only child. So, and I'm curious because it, being a metal, a, a veteran metal fan such as yourself, you know, right. you said you were, uh, what year were you born again, you said? 1961. 1961. You've obviously seen icons of metal get their start and, you know, you go through it, experience. I mean, Black Sabbath for, would be probably the biggest thing that I could think of. How did your parents treat you as being a metal fan? Were you a metal fan at such age, too, as that stuff was rising? Well, actually, I hit the... I hit uh, I, when I when I was 12 years old. I got my first AM/FM radio. Prior to that, I only had an AM clock radio, and at that point, that was when I st- I, I switched from. Uh, see, my parents had me late in life. They were born in the 20s, and uh, by by the time I was 12 and a half, I was listening to. Uh, you know, rock stations with hard rock. Up to then, the hardest I ever heard was maybe like soft rock, like the uh, Carpenters, maybe. Okay. But but by when I was, I remember when I was like twelve, thirteen. Some of my favorite uh, songs was like Susie Quattro's version of All Shook Up, Band on the Run by Paul McCartney and Wings. Um, the Ozark Martin Daredevils, if you want to get to heaven, you got to raise a little hell, because back in 74, when I turned 13, uh, metal wasn't, you know, like it is now. There right. was, uh, it was more rock and roll. So when was the first time you heard the first quote-unquote metal uh, song for your life? I'm guessing probably when I heard Ozzy Osbourne do Crazy Train and Flying High again. And how was your reaction to that? Oh, I liked them. I recorded it off the radio because back then I really didn't have a job very often, so I didn't really have a lot of money. But I had a tape recorder and a and a mono radio and I and cassettes. So uh, you were you were at like well into your teens at that point. By the time you heard that, uh, yeah, I uh, I turned thirteen in nineteen seventy four, and I got out of my teens. By 1981. So then when you heard Ozzy for the first time, you were in your 20s then? Uh, I was about 1819 when I first heard those songs, those two songs, Crazy Train and the uh, Flying High Again. And did your parents, what did they have to say to any? Were they opposed to it? Were they into it or... Well, at 13, when I would play the uh, loud, uh, fast rock, they would. my dad would just say, how can you stand that stuff? <laughs> so but pretty much really the same reaction. They didn't from listening to it, but at the same time, they weren't going to give me a shitload of money to just run out and buy all kind of, kind of albums, but they did, uh, by the time I was 16, they sometimes gave me money here and there and you know took me to the record store i remember buying the canadian bands album stars violation and i had some 45s um and stuff like that but i didn't really have like a super you know big collection i uh i had a wide variety of interest in uh, music i mean i 
I even had a Rod Stewart album at the time at, at 16. Like you were saying, going through the graveyard and finding the you know girl that you uh, got to know through you know finding out about her life. Was that all prior to your metal interest, or was that beforehand? This was well after. I was in into metal for years by that time. So when you I were a teenager, already thirty six, thirty seven. So what were you into when you were a teenager then? Cause other uh, the stuff that they now call classic rock, mostly. Yeah. So no Satan back then, or were you already starting to delve into a little bit of that? I didn't delve. I didn't get interested in Satanism until I. Uh, it started out um, with. Uh, well, how do I explain it? I, I didn't get interest. I didn't get the, my first Satanic Bible till I was about twenty four, twenty five. I think I was twenty four, going on twenty five or something like that. Yeah. So when you were a teenager, you said you kind of felt like an outcast. You never had your teenage love life, so to speak. What What were you into as a te- other other than the music you listened to? What else were, was going through your mind then? I had a lot of problems. I ended up at seven. I was obsessed with a girl who was four years younger. I discovered her when I was 13. Her name was Diane. And by the time I was 17, I was frustrated with her apparent, uh, either ignoring me or unawareness of my existence. So I started making uh, collect calls to her uh, from pay phones. I was in the Catholic school, high school at the time for about a year away from the public school. So it was uh, harder for them to catch me in the act because I was in another town, you know, other than the one where the, my public school was, where she went. Because where I went to school, the junior high was directly attached to the high school. They were in a separate section, build, yeah, same building, separate section, and they shared a lunchroom. But uh, anyway... Uh, I was uh, over at this other at this uh, Catholic school for a year, and I was uh, toward the end of the year. I was making harassing calls, collect going from payphone to payphone, threatening to rape her and burn her house down. And I ended up in a psych ward as a result of it all. Well, to a normal person, they would perhaps attri- call that odd behavior. Would it be safe yes, to say... I was not into Satanism. I did not call myself a Satanist then. Exactly. So it, it would definitely be safe to say that this quote-unquote odd behavior to the normal society has nothing to do with metal or Satanism. That's correct. Where would you think it comes from? Um, it, was, it was just me, I guess. Mm-hmm. And have you had really anyone that understood it? I'm not so sure about that. Most people uh, don't understand it. They just said that I wasn't normal, something wrong with me. And so if someone outside of a metal realm were to say that your metal records are what led to that and then really just you know, be insistent with it and say that, that no, 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 it's all because of your metal records, what would you say to that person? I would say that they're wrong because I've always been a little bit on the odd side, even way before I got into metal. Even in, uh, I, I had a kid once uh, tell, in I guess it was in junior high, early high school, tell me that he thought that I was weird even back when I was in third grade when I was in Cub Scouts with him. Why would he say that? Was there? Well, for one thing, I did not want to be told what to do. I did not want to. Uh, do a lot of what the others are doing. Like, well, for example, the the den mother um, who made her home available for the uh, Cub Scouts 
um, it was the mom of this uh, kid that I had known since, you know, my repeat year of kindergarten, which I, I had a repeat, but he had a sister who was only about a year older than me, and uh, they had there was a reclining chair there, and I preferred to sit in the reclining chair and just make believe I was cuddled up with his older sister. They didn't, None of them knew that. I didn't tell anybody, but the den mother tried to get me to sit on my barrel chair that I had made. You know, we there was this project where we had to, uh, like, sand these barrels and, uh, like, uh, paint them and uh, put, like, a foam cushion on them, and she was trying to get me to move to the barrel chair, but uh, I didn't want to do it. I wanted to stay in the reclining chair. I didn't want to participate in what, what was going on. I wasn't interested, and uh, in frustration, the den mother gave up and said, just ignore them. So I don't know. I guess that's why the guy thought I was a little weird, even in scouts. So as as you got into metal and got older, was metal yep. your outlet, or was it just something completely different? Did, do you think you would have acted differently without metal, or was that was that like your safe place? How, how did that affect you? Well, um, as I got older, I found out that the Born Agains uh, didn't like it and thought it was evil and it made your head crazy and it and it just uh, and they wanted you to give all that up and give up R-rated movies and you know anything that they thought wasn't biblical and I couldn't see living that way so uh, it just made me want to go to metal all the more. Since I was 13 years old and I had a crush on a girl named Diane who was nine years old, I had a fantasy that I was going to be sent uh, clear back to the fourth grade. I mean, uh, part of the uh, reason I thought that could happen is because Mom had said to me that uh, I may have to end up being sent back. Because yeah, I was in junior high now in you know, the public school, and, she, and I was, like, bicycling. I got out of school early, 2.30. The kids at the grade school where she went uh, were in school till 3.30, and I was bicycling around there, and she'd ask me where I went, and I told her, and she said, well, you may end up having to go back there at the rate you're going, so there's no point in going over there making a nuisance of yourself. And I thought, ah, that would be pretty cool. Maybe they could send me all the way back, not just uh, back to the previous grade, but all the way back to the fourth grade. And I also got the idea it could happen because uh, when I was in second grade, there was this kid who got sent back to the first grade because they suddenly didn't feel he was ready for... They, they got sent back from second back to the first grade because they didn't feel he was quite ready for second grade yet, that they had made a mistake. And I thought maybe I was just so wound up in the fantasy world of being back... Uh, being sent back so I could be in class with this girl that I lost touch with reality. I don't know, but I uh, thought, hey, maybe I could go all the way back to the fourth grade and be in class with her. So again, the the fantasy world came way before metal. Yes. Uh, what would be your words of advice to any young kid that's going through like a tough time being a metal fan in school and stuff, being like maybe ridiculed or you know just having a hard time? basically uh, be getting online if he can get online and uh, just trying to find uh, like-minded people who are also into into metal 
I mean, I'm always there willing to uh, help as much as I can by uh, having them join my group. They can read. Once you join my Yahoo group, you can read my Unholy Youthfulness uh, Bible. Uh, if you have access to a printer and the right amount of paper and everything, you could print out a hard copy. You'd have access to my old Rejuvenation magazine. I mean, I feel that uh, I can uh, educate uh people with just with my uh, writings alone how would you uh say if somebody said to say a kid that was having a hard time in high school whether it's because of metal or not speaking to him about stuff about maybe teaching him how to think for himself and how to be a stronger person for it do you think right. that might be better than just reading somebody else's stuff and trying to live that or is that well, it's possible but reading does uh, uh help a lot of stuff i just personally got done uh, reading this book on Charles Manson that just came out last year, and I found out that while he was in prison, he uh, read, you know, the day he took the Dale Carnegie course, How to Win Friends and Influence People, and uh, Charles Manson uh, apparently was able to use what he was taught from there uh, for his own means, to his own ends, um. in a way that Dale Carnegie may not have meant. For it to be used. How could one listen to Satanicon's music and uh, be a part of your Yahoo group and uh, listen to any of your public publications and tapes? If you just went on Google.com and entered SoundCloud plus Joe Offricht, um How do you spell your last name? A is in Apple, U is in Uncle, F is in Frank, R is in Robert, I is in Ice Cream, C is in Cat, H is in house, T is in Tom. Awesome, and that could be for their, your uh, recordings. And how about your yeah, Yahoo group? You could probably find it doing a Google for order of Dionysus, D-I-O-N-Y-S-U-S, uh, slash Sabazios, that would be S is in Sam, A, B is in boy, A, Z is in zebra. I O S. Cool. So wow, Reaper. What do you think of Joe? I think that Joe is the sheer example of how incorrect people could be to accuse movies, music, or any sort of media to be the way that someone is. I think that people are the way that they are because. That is just how they are made. How they're wired, and maybe their upbringing. A strange point I just thought of just now um, with metal. I know my upbringing uh, and, and such, and how metal was a comfort. And, and I wonder if it is a bit for him as well. But as as we talked about that directly after the interview when we kind of took a break, he didn't seem to be as metally as I thought him to be because you see him at shows. But I wonder if that's an age thing. He's 52, like he said didn't have a whole lot of money at the time to go see the Midnight Black Death show. You wonder how much he's able to, with his lifestyle, yeah. get into it. But maybe metal has kept him kind of at bay, so to speak, you know, because, you know, some of that talking about kid stuff, that was a little bizarre. As he said, a lot of people, yeah, even metal people didn't understand him, and uh, I guess <laughs> for obvious reasons, but, uh, you know, we are who we are. And that is really the example I wanted to portray right. within the topic. This has been Hellcast. I am Reaper. And I am Eddie. 
You can contact us if you'd like to chat. You can reach me at hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. How do you spell that? H-E-L-L-C-A-S-T at hellsheadbangers.com. And I'm. you could reach me at Eddie Satan. And I'm not a real Satanist. It's just, it's my last name. <laughs> like, literally. So no crazy Thai dudes. Yeah, it's right. Or it's, crazy people, period. But if you want me to spell it, it's E as in everything, D as in donkey, D as in doggy, I as in ice cream, E as in everything, S as in Satan, A as in apple, T as in tabletop, A as in apple tree, N as in Never mind. Dot, as in D-O-T, but just the dot, not an actual D-O-T. Com. C, as in candy apple. O, as in onomatopoeia. M, as in, my God, that was really annoying. So, anyway, Eddie Satan at Al's... Headbangers.com. Wow. I don't even think it, it, Jesse will have trouble spelling that one. Probably not. He's probably going <laughs> to send me an email with spit on it somehow. And probably <laughs> if you're on YouTube, you're on Stitcher, wherever you are, everything that's play on Hellcast is linked to where you can find out more about that because we are here to promote music and we're here to babble and be nerds. And just be dicks. So <laughs> <laughs> and, nerds. and remember, our website is hellcast.hellsheadbangers.com Spell it. H H as in horse. (laughs) We'll talk to you next time. E as in Eddie. L as in hell. (laughs) What? Hey!